Hello and welcome to another episode of Fintech Focus TV, powered by Harrington Star, global leaders in financial technology recruitment. Head over to harringtonstar.com where you'll be able to see some of the greatest jobs in financial technology recruitment across the world. You'll also be able to find a host of insight to help you grow your brand, your team, your network and your career. You can see the latest financial technology salary survey. You'll be able to download the issue of the financial technologist focusing on the appetite for disruption. And our latest top 1% workplace awards will be out at the end of this year. If you work for a company that's a great place to work in financial technology, we want to hear from you. Enjoy the show, and I'll see you soon. Welcome to our episode of Fintech Focus TV here live in New York at Fintech Connect North America. And I'm absolutely delighted. I've just been hearing him speak through there as well in, in one of the rooms. Sanjay, how are you? Um, ah, fantastic. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Sanjay Ragavan, you're from Rootstock. Um, you've just been talking through there um, and, uh, and going into a little bit in detail about the business, about the whole DeFi world, mm -hmm. everything in between. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, first and foremost. Yeah, so um, I uh, sort of uh, a recovering finance guy that found his way to Web3. Um, I spent uh, about 25 years totally in product operations, finance, banking. Um, in a prior life, I, I worked for a boutique investment bank. Um, and uh, about two years back, Roofstock, um, I've been working at Roofstock, which is a leader in the prop tech space specifically in single-family rental asset class, which in the U.S. is about four, $4 trillion. People don't recognize this, but this uh, $4 trillion is wow. 20 million single-family rental units that are used uh, by tenants, uh, just like they would with a, you know, an apartment building signing a one-year lease. Uh, there's tenants that prefer to live in single-family houses uh, and, and sign a one-year lease and live as tenants. It's about 20 million of these units. $4 trillion in asset class uh, overall value. Uh, so Roopstock uh, is a, sort of a leader in the space. Uh, we help uh, institutional and retail investors um, create uh, rental portfolios. And so I've been working there for about four years now. And two years back, uh, the board asked the company to look into Web3 and see if there was a use case there that we should be looking into. Uh, I got pulled into uh, running that. And so uh, we spent a lot of time in the trenches doing legal, uh, the sort of the boarding, legal and financial and uh, tax work and all that. But what came out of that was a really elegant solution to you know, basically do the business in a different way, pre uh, leveraging a lot of the efficiencies that you have in the blockchain space. Mm. Um, so excited to talk to you about all that. Today. Absolutely. and and, and uh, yeah, I've been long fascinated about this sort of uh, attraction into the DeFi world from people from traditional finance backgrounds. You, you said you had a life within that within I that did. traditional world. What was it that sort of uh, you know dragged you over and said that this is the future? You know, um, it, I you know I kind of accidentally fell into it because Roofstock wanted to look into Web3 and they needed somebody good in finance to. Uh, Read it, but the more I got into it, the more I realized how elegant this uh, 
solution was, this new solution, and, um, and especially solving a lot of the uh, inefficiencies we see in the traditional world. So uh, the more I was able to look at that and compare notes, um, uh, it became more and more appealing to me. And now I, you know, I'm pretty much deep in this world and um, you know, cannot imagine going back to the traditional finance world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's uh, a lot of people sort of who once are there, it's, it's <laughs> difficult to go back, isn't it? And, right. um, and, and talk to me about that. You mentioned elegant solutions there. Uh, yeah. And we know that, that sort of um, Web3 and DeFi technology has got such a transformational opportunity to improve situations in so many different areas of finance. Yeah. Tell me about how that works within your world. Yeah, so uh, I'll start with just the rooftop example, right? Yeah. Um, today, when uh, you buy a single family rental property, right? That property is an interesting alternative asset class because one, it produces rental income. And this rental income um, tends to go up every year because uh, you know, as you as one tenant leaves and another tenant comes in, you're generally getting a three to four percent increase in rent. Mm. So in a way, this rental income acts like an inflation-hedged fixed income product, mm. right? Because you're actually making a rental yield on it. This yield is going up year over year, uh, keeping up with inflation. So it's an interesting product because you have this kind of a, an inflation-adjusted fixed-income product, which um, you know you do have those in TradFi tips, for example, are are inflation-hedged, but this is uh, you know better because generally the yields can be higher than what you get with tips. Mm. Um, but the other interesting thing is this asset class also, if you hold it for 10 years, for example, there's potential for home price appreciation. And that acts like an equity product in a, in a sense, right? You yeah, buy yeah. a stock of Apple for 100 today and five years from now it's 150, right? So you have, with a rental property, you have this interesting mix of both an inflation-adjusted fixed-income product plus like an equity kicker if you're holding the asset for yeah, yeah. enough time. However, buying and selling this asset in a traditional sense is very, very cumbersome. Um, so if you take an example of a $200,000 property in Atlanta, for example, um, if you're selling this asset, you're paying five to 6% in commissions, another one to one and a half percent in closing costs. So about seven, seven and a half percent of the value of the asset is eroded every time it transfers. Um, and also, you know, if you look at it in terms of rental income, that can be uh, a net income of you know one and a half years or two years of rental income lost through that process, mm. right? So keeping this asset is awesome, but buying and selling is really, really cumbersome. Yeah, yeah. So one, we want to try and see if there was a way to make that a little bit more efficient. The second thing uh, we wanted to look at is even though it's a commercial asset, um, you're buying it to generate income out of it. If you, as a borrower, uh, if you try to get a loan for this asset, you are subject to the same traditional Fannie Mae process where they're actually looking at your income, your credit, your assets and liability, and, and determining whether they can give you a loan based on that, mm. as opposed to the collateral, which is the asset itself, right? Mm. And now, if you're going to be living in that property, it makes sense to, under, to make sure that you have the means to repay the loan, and so it makes sense to look at your income, your credit, and all of that. But if this is a, a rental property that's being used to generate rental income, you know, that sort of going through that consumer lending process um, doesn't seem right because you wouldn't do that with an office building or an apartment building or, um, you know, a mall, for example. So those are also real estate assets that are being used for commercial activities, just as this little home that's bringing rental income 
but somehow the, the lending process for single family uh, assets goes through the same traditional consumer underwriting, which makes it very hard and tedious for people to get loans. Uh, and also there are limitations on how many of uh, how many rental properties Fannie Mae will allow you to have, for example. Uh, and so, you know, it's very hard to build a portfolio of rental assets using traditional finance alternatives, right, if you're a retail one-off investor. Um, so these are the two problems we wanted to uh, solve for, or set up, we set out to solve for, and I'm glad that after kind of a year and a half of um, wandering around the desert, we actually found a very elegant solution. Because one, we were uh, able to uh, take these properties, put them into limited liability companies, and associate an NFT on the blockchain with the ownership of the LLC. So when that when that NFT trades on a, on OpenSea or any other NFT marketplace, essentially that results in the sale of an LLC, and the rental asset just goes with that LLC. Yeah. And so what you know was a process that used to take four six weeks. Uh, going through a traditional sale process uh, instantaneously sells and settles on the Ethereum blockchain. And in 15 seconds, you know, once you press that button and the transaction is written on Ethereum, 15 seconds later, you're the new owner of an LLC that has a rental property. It's incredible, right? isn't it? I mean, that efficient, exactly. efficiency drive that can exactly. be created through all of that. And the, and the user experience is the other piece. It's, it's much, much smoother. Uh, the user already has information to all the asset level yeah. uh, data. So you can look at uh, pictures, videos, uh, walkthroughs, documents, uh, inspection reports, all of that up front. And so when you're going to make that purchase decision, it's like an Amazon Prime experience. You've already gone and looked at the product, done your research. When you click that button, you just want that product delivered same day or next day to your house, right? Uh, so similarly, you know, why click that button and wait four, six weeks for this asset to close? You know, you become an instantaneous owner. Uh, so that's that's one part of the efficiency, and obviously there's reduced transaction costs that go with that. Mm. Uh, but more importantly, um, because on the uh, blockchain you have access to DeFi lenders who are able to uh, use more innovative uh, asset-based lending uh, uh, models, you're able to actually provide, uh, you know, if you've applied for a home loan, or anybody that's applied for a home loan in the U.S. knows how complicated it is. You're sending all these documents about your income, bank statements, your retirement accounts, and your brokerage accounts, and all of that. And, you know, 30 days later, they're all, you know, already expired, and, you know, if you haven't bought a property till then, um, and 30 days later, you're making a new offer, and suddenly they're like, okay, where's your pre-approval? Uh, and you're asking the bank to refresh that. You have to send all this information yeah, over yeah. to them again and go yeah. through this whole process. So um, compare that with, uh, in a DeFi lending scenario, somebody is able to see that the value of the house is $200,000. I'm gonna give you $120,000 against that value, right? Yeah. And that can be done in minutes, literally. Um, we did a couple of homes where the entire process end-to-end uh, -end was done in less than half hour. Applying for a loan, getting approved, um, getting the loan funded, putting in your down payment, purchasing the NFT, the entire thing was like half hour. It's incredible just how much you can actually do to drive and, and build and grow opportunities exactly. for people within it. Exactly. It? So, and that's what you've been talking about through there today. Well, that's, that's part of it. Uh, it's the fundamental uh, decentralized finance uh, architecture 
has so many possibilities. Yeah. Uh, and specifically, you know, we talk about real estate. Real estate as an example of real world assets or RWA as it's called in the industry. Uh, but there's other things that you can uh, put into the same architecture, right? So um, we, for example, um, I'm working uh, with some guys that are trying to get um, a trust, a limited uh, charter trust license. And once they have that, they'll be able to custody other types of real world assets. So for example, if you have this you know, million dollar car that you'd like to borrow some money against, they'll be able to custody that car mm. or, or you know, take possession of that car in a warehouse and you know, audit it and everything, uh, and then be able to certify that they have access to the asset and control of the asset, and then that opens up uh, liquidity options, right? So um, you know, you're trying to find these types of uh, elegant solutions to a, to a problem which otherwise in TradFi is much, much harder to, you know, if you're a businessman that needs you know, half a million dollars urgently for something in your business, uh, and your, you know, all your liquid assets are tied up in other things. Uh, this is now a way to take other real-world assets that may be in your possession and use those to generate short-term liquidity. Right. And, and where can this go? Where can this head? Uh, I mean, the it's it's trillions of dollars. Uh, if you just look at, uh, you know credit itself, right? Uh, private credit as an example of what can be done. Um, so for example, you know, in the US typically, you know, you have your, uh, the banking system, which includes regional banks, community banks, and let's add credit unions to that mix. Um, typically, getting uh, a lending relationship with one of these is, you know, fairly uh, hard. Even though you might, you know, think that the banking system is there to support lending and borrowing. Uh, in a lot of cases, if you uh, don't have a pre-existing relationship with a bank, it's, it's extremely hard as a small business owner to go and get a loan. Absolutely. Um, and most times you may have to either have investment accounts at that bank already and th those will be collateralized and they can give you a margin loan against your own investments or you are asked to put up a cash collateral. So you want to borrow $2 million, uh, come and deposit a million dollars in the bank first, yeah, yeah. right? Um, so it, it's, it's very hard for small business to actually get access to credit in the US. Yeah. And um, so that opens up this whole world of private credit. And private credit typically is providing, uh, is coming in and solving this problem, but uh, generally they're taking 500, 600 basis points spread, right? So what could have been a seven or 8% loan from a bank is now a 12 to 14% loan from yeah. private credit, right? Uh, and with DeFi, now you have an opportunity to potentially get some efficiencies, reduce that burden a little bit, uh, and come up with different flavors of private credit products that you can offer through these technologies. Uh, and eventually, if there's a couple of hundred basis points saving, maybe 100 of that gets passed on to the borrower, 100 goes to the lender, and you're sort of able to, you know, everybody's able to benefit off those efficiencies. Fantastic. Well, listen, Sandra, it's, it's fantastic listening to, uh, to the story and hearing what you guys are doing. Um, I also love seeing people who've, who've been in a, a, you know, a single track in that sort of uh, you know, very established sort of role that you've been in, in in the past and sort of now really flourishing and see the passion about what yeah. you're talking about within all of that. Um, so people who are interested in this and wanting to find out a little bit more about yourself, about Roofstock, what's the best way for them to... Uh, to um, so, um, you know, I'm uh, eat underscore uh, Sanjay on Twitter. Um, and then Roofstock, our Twitter handle is ours on chain. Um, and then, yeah, um, onchain.roofstock.com. Um, and yeah, find us on LinkedIn, find us on we'll Twitter. We'll tag you in on LinkedIn, yeah. I'm sure, as well with that. Listen.
Listen, it's awesome. lovely having you on yep. the show. Thanks and well so much. Done. I know you've had an absolute, <laughs> with, with, for, uh, for those of you at home, there's been all sorts of problems with travel getting into New York over this week and you've, you've battled wind and rain to, uh, to be able to arrive here today. So congratulations, well done for uh, knocking it out in the park in your, your talk earlier on. And thanks so much for joining us here on uh, thank you. FinTech for Focus me. as well. Absolute pleasure. Yeah. And thank you all for watching. We will see you soon on another episode of FinTech Focus TV. Thanks a lot.